ultimately, I'm going to keep saying it, get 1% better every day. Just get a little bit better every day. Hey, welcome back. Stephen Holder with Zach Keeper. Another episode of 1% Better. And we're 1% closer to the season. Probably more than that, Zach. We are, I feel like it's football season. I haven't been able to say that. It, it's a it's a new feeling or a feeling I haven't had for a while. So uh, we have been in actual training camp mode for the past uh, three days. Colts are off today as we're recording this on Thursday the twentieth. But uh, we've watched three days of actual football practice. First time in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I I will say this. Uh, we'll get into the football real quick here, but. Uh, well, let's just outline what we got in store, actually. First, uh, we'll, we'll talk about what we've seen so far in terms of how this is working, because I think it is working right now. Yes, uh, I think we despite, can say that. Yeah, that's a very, very good development. Uh, obviously, we got a lot to cover on Phillip Rivers and what's happening there and what we've seen, our impressions. Uh, I think there's a lot to talk about in terms of the offensive arsenal, which I think is the appropriate word. And they got a lot yeah. going on. And, and then certainly we need to touch on the defense as well. And, and some of the standouts that we've seen, I think we'll, we'll cover some of that. So uh, let's go back to the top, though. I, just really briefly, I just want to touch on, you can give me your impressions. You know, we're now seeing the NFL's plan in action. Okay, you pull into Colts headquarters. Uh, you must be on the list. <laughs> They're not letting you in yeah. if you're not. And fortunately, we've been on there. You pull around, there's drive-through COVID testing. I mean, this they are laid out. And uh, everything is organized to the T. Uh, I feel a lot more confident about this. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm buying it. And, and, and I said this on the radio yesterday, and this is not a popular take in a lot of cases, but the NFL deserves a lot of credit. They don't have a bubble. They have enormous rosters and enormous staffs, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking 100 sure. people for every team, probably more. And they've got less than 1% positivity cases so far. And and I know it's early and we're just a week into training camp, at least the training camp that we've been able to see, but it is working. And you haven't had an outbreak like the Marlins or uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. And look, I know they haven't traveled yet for games, and it's going to be very, very difficult as we get into September and October to continue this. But the NFL, you know, every single facility was flipped. It was basically turned into a COVID safe zone and an NFL training facility. You know, and so the NFL is making this work so far. And to the point where I'm watching practice out there the last three mornings and I'm I'm forgetting that it's yeah. a COVID year. And that's a good yes. thing, right? I mean, I'm wearing a mask and, and everything's different and I'm far away from the field and we're not in Westfield. But, you know, you forget and, and you're watching football. And I, I got to be honest, it's been awesome just to watch football it feels it feels like we're getting back to a normal august and um the first day especially because just because we didn't get anything all off season in terms of being able to watch this team and it's just one of those things you take for granted and it was just good to be back out there it's the most normal i've felt in my entire life since since march in any aspect of my life like i'm not kidding right uh that is that's a good feeling and it's something that you know you forget what just sort of normalcy's like, you know. Uh, you know, maybe for some people, depending on what you do for a living, maybe your life's been a little more normal. I mean, for me, it's been different. It's been extremely different. You know, kids not in school, I'm at home, no football practice, you know, no office, no nothing. It's just been very, very different. And obviously, our your social life has certainly been changed too. So that was 
beyond maybe being on a golf course here and there, that was the most normal I've felt uh, since the pandemic began. So very, very positive signs so far. They're not out of the woods. They got a long way to go. They haven't even kicked off, okay? But these are good signs, really good signs. So take that for what it's worth. I I think you have reason to be optimistic. And and, and for those who can't see the facilities, I mean, this is is intense. I mean, you drive in, you get your test. I mean, I've talked to a couple of staff members, and they've had their – COVID tests done 22 straight days or something. So, yeah. and that's going to continue to the regular season. So, um, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to ease off the gas pedal at all. They're going to continue testing and continue with all these protocols because we have the evidence that it does work so far, at least. Yeah, no question. So that being said, let's get to the football. And I think we all had the, the same first inclination, right? When we went out to practice, we're looking for number 17. Yep. Uh, not maybe he's not the best player on the team. I don't know, but he's certainly the most interesting guy right now, just because of where this team is at and and his role in its potential success. No question about it. And that, of course, is Philip Rivers. Just in case you didn't know, I would say this. I think I like what I've seen so far, and as a very general uh, overview. But I think a couple things, and I'll ask your opinion here, but. A couple of things that I noticed, just just very very basic first impressions. Very decisive with the football. Yes. Okay. There, the passing game is in rhythm. It's because the ball comes out when it's supposed to. He throws with anticipation, which is important. Those are things. Those are two areas that Jacoby Brissett struggled most. And I think Jacoby, if he were able to 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 function better in those two areas, it would have been a completely different story. You and I both noticed this separately watching practice the mm-hmm. last couple of days. I think we both were like, oh, it's coming out faster. Yeah. And and that's that makes all the difference in the world for a guy yeah. like T.Y. Hilton it's and a game of milliseconds. Jack Doyle and yeah. And and we've heard Philip talk a lot about the importance to him of of sort of the details and and the the routes being run a certain way and he being on the same page as the receivers. I'm seeing that. I think that is very, very positive. So, uh, we, before we go on though, I do think it's important to also touch on what I think is also obvious about Philip rivers, which is the man loves it. Like he is in his element. He is enjoying this. He and, is just fun, man. Yeah. I mean, you watched the video. He was mic'd up and the Colts put out yesterday. We've seen this. He's just fun. He just he's just like a 16-year-old kid out there playing high school football. Like he just loves this. Yeah, he he thinks he's back in Alabama every day for 17 years, which is great. So, uh, I asked him about this yesterday and well lo- let's let you hear what he said. Yeah, I, I do. I love to I love to go out in the backyard and play. I mean, that's the way I look at it. Obviously, uh with with parameters and Thank and uh, doing it within our system and and certainly working to get better every day, but I do, I do, I do enjoy it. Um, I think um, I've always enjoyed it, but I do think uh, in addition to that, um, you know, being at a new place and a new environment, new teammates, going against a different defense in practice every day, that certainly probably has, you know, kicks it up a little bit, uh, at least early in camp. But I do, I do enjoy, I enjoy competing. I think that would be on the short list of the reasons why you still play is just that love to compete. And, um, you know, I think we're off to a good start. It, it, it hasn't felt like the fifth day of practice, and and I think it's a credit to the work we put in the off season, and that's a good thing. It better not because uh, the thirteenth will sneak up on us in a hurry. But we're off to a good start. Quite quite a bit of things to clean up, uh, you know, which is which is okay. I, I think I think 
you're more you're more concerned if um, you know uh, there's things happening out there in the field that you go, oh boy, we're gonna we may be in trouble. I don't think we can fix these. It's more things that yeah, good that happened, clean it up. This happened, clean it up. Okay. Don't throw it there. Don't do this, and uh, it allows you to um, you know make the corrections and and improve. And Zach, I mean that's it in a nutshell, right? I mean this guy. <laughs> He, he is what you think he is, right? I mean, corny as he may else. be. <laughs> yeah, like there's no pretenses with him. Like you've, yeah. you've noticed this in the interviews with him. I mean, he's chatty. He doesn't really hold back. He doesn't really watch what he says. He kind of just spills it all out there. I think he plays football that way too. Um, you know, we've had multiple teammates of his from the offensive line say he's like, he's like a sixth grader back there. Um, that's going to be good for this team. I think it's going to be a thing that eases this transition from – new starting quarterback, new guy in town. Um, but, you know, this was something that got a lot of pub yesterday. He threw another interception, tweeted it out. Everyone goes crazy. They think the, the sky is falling. Um, I think these are things that are going to happen. They happen a lot during training camp. Guys are working on things. He forced a bad ball down the field to Paris Campbell, and George Jordan picked it off. But um, – I don't think I think that's I don't think that's the story of his training camp so far. I think, you know, even he talked about this. Like you want some of that. You want some give and take with the defense. You want to make some mistakes. You want to learn some stuff. Yeah, I think that's true. Um the 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 other thing is it's funny because you see this playful football loving guy on the one hand, and then on the other hand there is this sort of intense maniacal competitor in him too. Yeah. You know, and look, he's not going to drop an f bomb on you, right? Okay, he's much too good a Catholic for that, but uh, <laughs> he will definitely get in your face, and he will definitely let you know when he got the better of you. And I think we've seen a little bit of that too. And it it never goes too far because that's just that's not who he is. But but I think that is something that also is good for this team. And I, Frank Reich talked about this this week. It, there's two sides of him. There's two sides of Philip Rivers. There's the the fun guy who just you know sort of fills the room with enthusiasm. Then there's this guy who keeps you on your toes because he's he's trying to just absolutely gut you on every play. And I think both of those things are really good for this team. And and it makes it keeps things fresh, it makes it new again, and I think they're both sort of benefiting from each other, the team and Philip Rivers benefiting from each other, uh, him being in a new situation, the team having a new quarterback, a new leader. I, I think it really has had benefits on both sides. Um, you know, do, do, how much do you think they'll benefit just from having a guy like that, the competitor of him in him? How do how do you think that will affect them? I think late last year, this team lost their confidence. Yeah, I think in December they just didn't have it, and I think they were hanging on in September and October, and they were making the best of a really tough situation. They lose their franchise quarterback a week before the season, and then they just kind of, okay, let's get together and let's do this. And Jacoby stepped up, no doubt. By December, this team ha- didn't have it anymore. They didn't have T.Y. Hilton healthy. They didn't have Jacoby Brissett healthy. And they didn't have Kenny Moore out there either. And they didn't have that confidence. And this is something Quentin Nelson talked about. And you know Quentin, this guy doesn't say much. But after the season, this guy was ticked off. And he was saying, look, we didn't, we didn't expect to win every Sunday. We just expected to compete. And there's a huge difference. And this team got rolled their last game of the season in Jacksonville. And I think that spoke to where they were at mentally. They were beaten down, they were tired, and they didn't have a lot of confidence. I think you're exactly right when you mentioned Phillip Rivers and what he brings to this team. One, he's going to bring a lot of fun, a lot of that juice that, that Frank Reich talks about. And he's going to bring a little bit more confidence in terms of this is a guy that's done it for a long time. 
I don't think the Colts don't think they can't win with Jacoby Brissett, but they don't think they can win because of Jacoby Brissett. And I think Rivers is going to add them a different element. This guy has done it and won it for 14 years as, as the Chargers starter. And that is something they were just missing last year. One of those just little intangible things. Um, you know, you go down to New Orleans for a Monday night game and it's really, really loud. It's a really tough place to play. Rivers is not going to be phased by that. Jacoby had a really bad night that night. Those are the little things that add up over time that change the course of a season. Because if you go back to last year, this team's five or six or ten plays away from a completely different narrative, a 9-7 and seven record, a 10-6 and six record. You know, a couple of those plays are field goal kicks, but you get what I'm saying. So I think the whole mental approach to the game will change for this team because they're going to have a veteran quarterback step in and really be the field general from the very beginning. Yeah, no question about it. And I think to to just expound on that, look, Jacoby, we've talked about him being fun and, and competitive and all of these things too. He he is all of those things. The problem yeah. is all, it, it, it tends to subside when you're not having success. And it's hard to go out there and, and be the life of the party, right? When you're when you've thrown four touchdowns in like seven games, right? I mean, you, you can't do that. It's just really hard. So it, it cramps your style. And I think that's what happened to Jacoby Brissett at the end of last season. And you're right. They, they, they can win with him, but can they win because of him? And that's where there was always a question mark and remains one. And the question, the issue here is, or the difference, I guess, is I think back to watching Andrew Luck in his prime. They're very different quarterbacks, Philip Rivers and Andrew Luck. But the one symmetry I see here is if the ball's in his hand and you need a play, you feel like you got a chance. And I I think even though he's probably not what he used to be at this point, look, he's 38, and I think that is what it is. But if the ball's in his hand and you got some playmakers out there on the field, you figure, hell, we got a chance. And, and what's I, one thing that matters? We've, we've noticed this has jumped out to both of us. How many ca- how many catches do the running backs have the first couple of days? Of I was going to get to that. It, there is something afoot there, and, and I think. Nothing changed. Like Marlon Mack didn't suddenly become a good receiver, right? It's just, I mean, he is the same player he was. The, the the difference is the quarterback. There's no question. He's looking for those guys. He's trying to get them involved. I think everybody will benefit. There will be a trickle-down effect from this acquisition, and I think we're already starting to see it happen. Uh, we're starting to see Marlon Mack uh, sort of, integrate other areas of his game by catching the ball out of the backfield and getting him in space. And what if he makes a guy miss, right? And now he's in the open field. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, they're going to test him in the passing game too, I think, you know, and, and give him opportunities. I think it's not just going to be Naheem Hines, but point being is not so much that the running backs are catching more balls. They are, but it's also really the difference that a, a quarterback change can make in terms of how you go about things and, and how he, impacts players around him that's happening mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. Um, the the other thing is I would say there really has been a connection with him and T.Y. Hilton already and I thought that would happen but yeah I think T.Y. just makes life easier at quarterbacks yeah he does he does and I would say this there's a couple of things number one if you're Philip Rivers who the hell are you looking to throw the ball to right right <laughs> okay number one number two I mean, T.Y. One thing that people don't appreciate about him is I think if you if you watch him from afar and you're a casual fan, you just say, all right, he's a really fast guy and you know he makes plays that way. Yeah, he is. But the other thing is he is a tech 
technician. He is yeah, absolutely he is absolutely obsessed with the technical details of playing wide receiver. And that is what really helps him succeed. It's why I think he'll continue to have success even as he ages, because that doesn't necessarily have you relying upon your speed as much. I mean, he can get open by not necessarily running faster than someone. And so, I, I don't know. I just think T.Y. Hilton has had a great start, and I don't see a guy that looks anything like he looked last year when he was really beaten down. No, um, it, it jumped out good, to me right away. Monday morning, the first time we saw 11 on 11. Oh, 13's open. Completion. Oh, 13's open. Completion. Okay. It's not going to take them very long. You know, and then you mentioned yeah. the word arsenal earlier, and – I tend to agree. There's, you know, Paris Campbell's making plays out there. Michael Pittman, we saw him flash a little bit. We'll get to Jonathan Taylor either today or down the line, but mm-hmm. don't forget what Nick Sirianni said in the spring. The Colts offensive coordinator said, this offense runs through T.Y. Hilton. He is our best player, and he's our number one target, and they're going to lean on that. And their Colts are at their best when T.Y. Hilton is involved in the offense, and they are at their very worst when he's not a factor. Uh, it's very obvious. It's, it's easy to say. It's harder to do, but Get the ball to 13, and, and things will look up this year because last year was just down the stretch. He, just, he wasn't a factor, and the Colts had no shot. Yeah, and to that end, uh, if I think it was, what, Monday, first day of practice that we watched, three of Phillip Rivers' first five passes went to T.Y. Hilton in the team period, so no accident there. So, hey, before we go on real quick, uh, a word from DraftKings. So, sure, the regular season is fun and all, but – Only one thing can compare to the excitement of basketball's playoffs, and that is having skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Basketball has made its way through the regular season. Now it's time to crown a champion, and DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you at the center of the action. To celebrate basketball's first round of the playoffs, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering you an amazing free bet offer. For every day that you bet at least $20 on basketball, DraftKings Sportsbook will give you a $10 free bet. Head to the app right now and check out all they have to offer, including player props, quarter-by-quarter betting, and so much more. Please don't forget about hockey's playoffs either. DraftKings Sportsbook is offering you great odds and promotions all week long to help you make it rain. DraftKings Sportsbook is a safe, secure, and reliable betting app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So, Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code FAST, F-A-S-T, when you sign up. For a limited time, all users can get a $10 free bet when placing a bet of $20 or more on all first-round playoff action. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out by offering a $10 free bet when placing a bet of $20 plus on all first-round playoff action. Again, that's promo code FAST, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Indiana only. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. So, uh, I too have a DraftKings account and have learned that I'm a terrible sports wow. better. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I haven't done it for a while. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. You, you think you know a lot about sports, but sports gambling is like a totally different animal. So, <laughs> But uh, I, I think I think about it more as a reporter and not in terms of the game. At least but anyway, uh, this little... is a selfish pl- plug, but I'm going to do it anyway. At least you didn't lose half mm-hmm. a million dollars gambling on your, your life like Robin Miller, <laughs> who I wrote about this week for the <laughs> right. uh, Athletic. Uh, <laughs> one of the more implausible sports writing careers I've ever 
written about. Um, oh, but yeah, he uh, he had a he might he have had a, problem. a problem. He said he couldn't sleep a lot of nights because <laughs> his bets were out there. So, um, like we said at the very end of that, if you have an issue, please call. <laughs> exactly. No, no when to say right. when. So anyway, getting back to the Colts. Um, and maybe you want information. Maybe you want to bet. So here's a little information. I want to go through. I want to get your thoughts on this. Let's pick three standouts so far. Um, I've got mine. If you want to go first, you can. Uh, but do you have three three guys who have? Really yeah, I like so this. I, I hope we don't overlap, but we might. Um, I'm going to steal the obvious will. one to start. It's Taekwon Lewis. Um, and I want to preface this by saying it's three days into camp, and we got a long way to go. He's looked good. That's a fact. Frank Reich backed it up. Um, he looks different. He looks bigger. He looks more aggressive. And it's not easy to hold your own in one-on-ones to get Quentin Nelson. And he's done it more than once. And I think Lewis, we talked to him the other day, I think he gets it. I think he gets the stakes right now. Either he makes the team this year or he's not playing in Indianapolis. Um, this was a guy drafted in the same round as Darius Leonard and Braden Smith and Kamoko Toure. And he hasn't done anything as a Colt. Absolutely nothing. He was on the bench last year for weeks at a time when he was healthy. Um, so I'm buying Taekwon Lewis stock right now. Ask me at the end of August if, if I still am, and it might be a different answer. Secondly, Marlon Mack. Do not sleep on Marlon Mack. That dude has terrific vision and you're seeing it. And I know there's a lot of Jonathan, uh, Taylor hype and I'm, you know, I'm partly responsible. I wrote about, he had a great day on practice on Tuesday and I wrote about it and, you know, he's seeing time at the ones, but, but Marlon Mack, man, he, he, He's probably never going to get the credit he deserves. He just is fast. He's got great vision. He's smooth. Um, he's going to be the number one back this year. They're, they're going to start with Marlon Mack. I don't know how the carries get split up, but do not sleep on Marlon Mack. And then, and I think both things can yeah, be true. Yeah, but I don't right? think people like, uh, uh, accept Taylor, that right now. But, right, exactly. It, it, it has to be. We live in an either-or world. But Jonathan Taylor can be a stud, but so can Marlon Mack. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's okay. That's a win that for Frank Reich. He wants to wear down defenses. Right. Yeah. So, and who, you have yeah, a third? Uh, let me think. Defense, uh, offense. I like what I've seen some from Pittman, but he hasn't done it all that much. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. He looks like he belongs, though. He he does look like yes, he belongs. Yes, that's a good way to put it. He, he's got the build. And, he looks and I think like that's he's what I want to remember, see. no OTAs, no rookie minicamp. This is the first time he's really playing football with these guys. He had some nice catches yeah. over the middle the other day where it's like, okay, I could see them doing that a lot this year. And I could see Rivers, you know, I saw a couple of nice back shoulders to him in one-on-ones. He's going to be a guy you go to in the red zone. He just is because you look at him and he can win the jump ball. And they haven't had that kind of guy since – since Dante Moncrief. So, yeah, I'll go Pittman, I'll go Marlon Mack, and I'll go Taekwon Lewis. Who you got? So, I I also was thinking Taekwon, uh, and I think it's, it is early, as you said, and, and a lot of his reps are not coming against the first defense, although the, the pass rush drills, the one-on-one drills we've seen, he's gone against stiff competition, including Quentin Nelson, and has made Quentin have to work like never like I've never seen. Yeah, so that's he definitely did. certainly positive. Yeah, so we'll see if he if he keeps climbing the depth chart. We'll see, you know, if that success continues. But the, the one thing I'll say, just to elaborate on what you said about Taekwon Lewis, is I I like what he's doing, but I also love what he said, and I think that is really That's important. That's a good element, and here, I think yeah, yeah, because sometimes with young players, the question is, do they get it? And I I'm telling you, I mean, we you and I have both 
had these conversations. We know these guys. Some, you know, we get to know these guys pretty well. And sometimes we can tell the guys who get it and the guys who don't. And I always kind of felt like Taekwon was just kind of like, all right, you know, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, dude, you got that's not the extent of it. Like, you got to do more. As it turns out, I, I, I think that I think it, he was going through a lot. It sounds yeah, like. and um, he he alluded to and, that, and he's but. Got perspective. Didn't you see him in the locker room last year? Just look like a guy that was just down. He didn't have any pep to his step. There was no juice. There was no. He just looked like it kind of had beaten him down. And for a lot of these guys, they're stars in high school. They're stars in college. They come to the NFL and they don't play. And it's like, it's a weird new reality for them. Yeah, you think about his path so far. He missed half his rookie season with an injury. He comes in and he has an impact that latter half of the rookie season. But then second year he comes back and he's basically anchored to the bench. That's tough. And so his career so far has been like, you know, six weeks of good football. (laughs) So that's tough. So I think he had to get his head around it and realize that, look, go move forward. He had to move forward mentally as much as physically. And he does feel good physically. So anyway, not to beleaguer the point, but yeah, I like Tycon Lewis. His head's in the right place. He's making an impact. That's positive. Um, I also was going to say Paris Campbell, who I think looks like he looks as fluid as I've ever seen him. He looks fast. Uh, he's he's catching the ball. He did have a, a drop yesterday that that can't happen. Uh, really clean ball from Phillip Rivers that he dropped. That can't happen. But uh, I really do like what I see from Paris Campbell, and hopefully that continues. And then Jonathan Taylor. I mean, just he looks like <laughs> he looks like. The guy you thought he was. He right? looks bigger. Um, he's bigger than that to me. Yeah. I mean, he looks like a tank. Yeah, he's he's like a compact tank, and he's it's ridiculous. Like, he would be a pain in the ass to tackle. Like I don't want that job. I don't want to have to tackle I him. I want no part of that. The game, like he, this could be. I don't want to get ahead of myself. This could be one of Chris Ballard's shrewdest draft picks to get him in the second round, and, and you don't draft a running back that high. Well, you know. Look at what he's done. I mean, I just I just think he's going to be terrific. And every time we talk to him and the people I've talked to in the organization are just like, dude, this guy like gets it beyond any rookie we've been around in a while. He just sounds like a pro from the minute we've talked to him after the draft. And so, yeah, behind this offensive line with a quarterback who has no issue handing the ball off, Jonathan Taylor could have, been, have a really, really nice year. So I'm just going to go on record and say like if, if they don't rush for like 2,500 yards, I think, you know, Frank Reich, I think it's time to call for his job. <laughs> I mean, run the on. damn ball, Frank. <laughs> run the damn ball. Right. Uh, but, but also throw for a lot of yards, too. Uh, look, so, so good segue to my next topic, which was sort of summarizing these offensive weapons they have. I think seeing it, right? We've talked about this since the draft, you and I and everybody in the fantasy world, et cetera. We've talked about this ad yeah. nauseum. And we knew they had a lot of guys. But seeing it kind of crystallizes it for you. I'm starting to actually envision what it will look like. And then you see it out there. It's like, huh, you know what? They really do have a lot of weapons. And and I think the thing we haven't even talked about is tight ends. <laughs> okay? Uh, they have, or Phillip Rivers has thrown the tight ends. He's made a career of throwing yeah. tight ends. Uh, and he running backs. a lot to Jack Doyle so, on Tuesday. There was one play with Kari Willis and... Carl Willis played absolutely perfect coverage. It was all over Jack Doyle. And Jack still made the catch. And Carl just stood up and just shook his head. And it was, 
I, I got a feeling we're going to see Google. a lot of 17 to 84 this year. Just a lot of Jack Doyle. I mean, he's not Antonio Gates, but he is nothing if it's not reliable. Yeah, and the quarterbacks, especially new quarterbacks, they, they know who their reliable targets are. And doesn't get more reliable than Jack Doyle. So, yeah, I mean, Philip Rivers is no dummy. So, I, I really think that, as I said, it, it's starting to sort of crystallize it for me. Like, man... The play calling is going to be fun. Yeah, and for like, these guys, you have, this is a good thing. But you haven't even talked about a guy like Zach Pascal, who was really good last year, yeah. and will be even better a ton of reps. with a guy like Philip Rivers throwing him the ball. And I really like the element Paris Campbell adds because I just feel like you just get him the ball, and then the speed will take over. Um, and then you got Pittman and and Reese Fountain. We shouldn't overlook him. He's had a really nice start. He's made some plays, and it made me think back to last year's camp when we saw him. Stack good day after good day. And then the, the, the ankle happened against the Browns. And he was tearing up the Browns defense that day before that injury happened. So, gosh, if they can get him and if they can stay healthy, this will be a world of difference from the last two years. And Colts fans know how dire it got late in the last two seasons. They're literally signing guys off the street and they're playing them on Sunday. That's how bad it was at receiver. If everyone stays healthy, this will be a completely different experience. Yeah, and and I really think that you know, I, I kind of wish we had a preseason. I understand why we don't, and I'm not taking issue with that. But it's kind of a bummer we don't have a preseason because I think there are guys like Reese Fountain who could really establish themselves in a preseason. Yeah. Right now, it's Agree hard to do 100%. it in camp. I mean, Reese has never done it in a football game, in, a, in an actual game. He's never done it, and that's going to be the, the Remember, thing that he, he has had, to overcome. He had a, a touchdown drop in that playoff loss of the Chiefs in garbage time. Remember that? Right. Wide open. Drop right. it. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really the defining memory of him actually playing on Sunday. So, anyway, but that's not the point. That, getting back to the original point here, they have sort of a litany of options at the skill positions, and, and I just think that – this goes back to kind of what you were saying before the running backs being involved as receivers. Uh, but the larger point there being Philip rivers will get everybody involved. And I think he has a history, a proven history of distributing the football to lots of guys. So I think you're going to see it again. I really think in, in what better situation for him to take that approach than with this team, well, with, you know, sort of, as I said, rivers might have so, days I, where I, he goes like, 15 for 23 for 225 and two touchdowns and the Colts run for 215 yards, you know, between Taylor and Mack. I mean, there's going to be days where they just, right. I'm, I'm thinking late, late half of the 2018 season where luck didn't light it up. Lots of completions, not a lot of bombs. That's right. Um, maybe one or two to TY, but they're, they're going to go for more efficiency and they're going to spread it around. And um, I think we're going to see a lot of Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, even out of the passing game because, um, you know, they've been lining Naheem Hines up wide and, and throwing him balls really quickly. So um, equal opportunity offense, I think, this year is what we're going to see. I think they're going to put a ton of things on tape, and then it's going to be your problem as a defense to figure out what's important for you and, and what you want to prioritize. And uh, good luck. Good luck. So uh, the final thing I want to touch on is defense. We've talked a lot about the offense. Uh, defensively, and, and I think it's hard sometimes to, to kind of make sense of defense because they can't tackle and they have limitations, obviously, in practice. But uh, I, it is kind of nice seeing all these pieces out there and sort of envisioning what they could be like, you know, what this might 
look like. I think the defensive line has given the offensive line a handful. I think they've been a handful for those guys. Uh, maybe it's hard sometimes to de- determine like the pressure. You know, obviously, you can't hit the quarterback and all that. But I think those guys have had to work. I I think the wins have gone both ways. So that certainly is a product of uh, DeForest Buckner and Justin Houston and, and others. Uh, so we haven't seen Kamoka Torre yet. They do need him. Uh, Tavon Wilson has yeah. been under the radar addition. Okay, this guy he's had he's got an interception already this week. I believe he had another one. He's before, running with the ones uh, on a previous day. With. I mean, he's, he's yeah. running with the ones. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think what you're seeing is they're using interchangeable safeties, right? They're going to do that. They like That's to what do they that, do. Right? So, yeah, so it's Malik Hooker, right? I think right now, I think it's Malik Hooker, uh, Kari Willis, and Tavon Wilson. Those are your safeties right now, in some order in some fashion in terms of how they divide the snaps up. But he's right there in that mix. So so anyway, I, I guess what I'm getting to is defense. I mean, I, I think there's guarded optimism on defense more than offense. But how bullish are you on the defense? Well, my big question is the secondary, and that's not going to change until we get in September and I see them against actual quarterbacks. Yep. Um, but I do think, you know, and I was talking to a former offensive lineman yesterday morning, and he said, look, I cannot tell you how much of importance there is on the three technique in this defense. It's everything for the four, three scheme. And the minute I saw Buckner on the field on Monday morning, I, it's just, it's, it's alarming how much bigger than he, that he is that anyone who's played that position in years and years for this defense. So that dude's going to change things. And I had a chance to talk with Buckner the other night about just how much fire is in him from being released from San Francisco, you know, not released, but, eventually being just traded and look this guy's not happy about that and he wanted to stay there and he's he's dead set on becoming an all pro and becoming a pro bowler and the Colts have never had that at that position and he he changes things the minute he lines up there and I think he's going to make everybody better we've talked about this Leonard and Houston on the edge and the real question for me is the secondary Xavier Rhodes is a question mark for me he's been running with the ones can he put it back together after some down years in Minnesota, can Rocky Sin step up? Because last year was really good and really bad in parts, and that's just how it is. And so if this defense is going to work, you're going to need Buckner to get more pressure up the middle, force quarterbacks to make quicker decisions, and that's going to make life easier in the secondary. But Kenny Moore is not out there right now. And, and we saw him Monday morning, I mean, just creating chaos from the first time uh, they had an 11-on-11 snap. And then he went down with the groin injury, and we haven't seen him, and it'll probably be a week or more, and that's concerning because we're not in the first week of the preseason. Remember that, you know, they've got three weeks basically until the Jaguars are are, are uh, for week one. So Kenny Moore needs to get back on the field. But for me, the secondary is the biggest question, and and they can't answer that in training camp. Yeah, fair, fair enough, fair enough, and I agree. Uh, we will see. I, I do think that if they can collapse that pocket. And DeForest Buckner, that's his job. If they can collapse that pocket, the ball's going to have to come out quicker. And the hope is these guys who are supposed to be keying off of the quarterback, because that's the way they play in this scheme, uh, they they play off the quarterback first in, in a lot of their coverages. They're going to have opportunities. they got to force those turnovers. I think if you give this offense more at-bats, I don't think this team's going to be easy to beat. So so we'll see. It, it all works together, and we will see. Um but lots to look forward to. So, hey, that's a flavor of what we've seen so far. I hope uh, I hope it gets you pumped for what could be a, a pretty fun football season 
uh, win or lose, I'm looking forward to it. So we will see. Uh, and also, if you if you have not subscribed to The Athletic, uh, no better time than the present to do that. Uh, <laughs> there is a smorgasbord of sports going yes, on. sports are back. Um, I don't think sports I can spell that back. word, but yeah, right? It's been a while. So uh, don't want to miss the coverage we've got up there. We've got Zach's story, as he mentioned, about the incomparable Robin Miller. That's a good word for it. <laughs> Yeah, you can take that however you want it to mean. Um, I've got a piece up today that I think you'll you'll enjoy on Philip Rivers. I just basically isolated on him one day of practice and said I'm just going to watch Philip Rivers all day and see what I find. And I think watching someone and how they interact and their mannerisms and how they compete, I think it tells you a little bit about them. So uh, I shared my findings in my latest piece, which is on the Athletic right now. And so we got tons more to come. Uh, some surprises as well in there in the coming weeks that we're working on. So hopefully you are looking forward to those. So I am Stephen Holder with Zach Kiefer. Thanks for listening and thanks for subscribing to The Athletic.